Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in-store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Well, hello. What's cooking? Good looking. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live. It's Wednesday, March 30th. My name is Rachel Bonetta alongside Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and of course, one of the most electrifying players of all time, two-time Pro Bowler, the X Factor. There he is. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Let's go. What's up, Dante? I heard heard electrifying. I just thought we were talking about overtime rule change. (laughs) You know, I'm here for that. I love it. We did it. We did it. Mission accomplished. They listen to us. Uh, time for the lead block. Let's lead get block. right lead into block. it, shall we? The 2022 annual league meetings wrapped up yesterday, and we all heard from yeah. all the big names around the NFL. We saw this gorgeous photo, uh, including Commissioner Goodell, to give us everything we need to know. Here's our own Steve Weish and Tom Pelissero. Boys, take it away. All right, the 2022 annual meeting has just wrapped up, and the biggest item of discussion among ownership was DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, the hiring practices by clubs, the league itself, and one of the big pushes by Commissioner Roger Goodell is also diversity in ownership. And we know that the Denver Broncos right now, they are up for sale, and Goodell has been encouraging diverse candidates to apply for ownership to look at diverse membership groups. But one of the things Goodell said at his press conference that was interesting is even if there is not a majority diverse owner, someone more than 30% ownership, any ownership group needs to be encouraged to have a diverse collective of members to try to get in with the Broncos. The Broncos sale is unique 
it's going to be more like an auction because the team is currently held in a trust. But you saw the statement from all 32 clubs together saying the importance of having a diversity at the ownership level. That is certainly something to monitor. So are some of the other initial changes the NFL has made, including establishing a six-person diversity advisory committee, people from the business world, academics, as well as former Texans GM Rick Smith. They will be examining all the club and league policies, making suggestions about potential changes to the process. Also, all 32 teams now require to hire an offensive assistant who is a person of color or a woman. Goodell said that is driven by the fact that a lot of the head coaching hires are from the offensive side of the ball, Steve. Yeah, we want those coaches, according to the league, to also work with quarterbacks because we know the quarterbacks are the ones that are looked at front of the line here. And speaking of quarterbacks, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, that great playoff game where the Bills did not get possession in overtime. So we saw a tweak in the overtime rules, Tom, where both teams are now going to get possession in overtime, but only in the playoffs, not in the regular season. But again, once again, the league wants to make things a little bit more interesting, and this seems something that was very palatable across the board. And Goodell said this was a data-driven decision. Twelve playoff games that have gone to overtime since the NFL went to modified sudden death. Seven of those games won on the opening possession. Coaches considered that to be an issue, so did ownership. That's why the change was made for the postseason initially. I asked Goodell, does this mean eventually we're also going to have it for the regular season? He said not necessarily because head coaches think that the overtime works during the regular season. Also, a big announcement for us, Steve. Brian McCarthy, the NFL PR guy, chiming in during Goodell's press conference saying, yes, locker rooms will be open at least after games. They're still working through things, but those great shots of a player being interviewed at Ida's locker after a win or a loss will return in 2022. That is very exciting. Thank you, guys. Uh, so it was a big two days down at the annual league meetings. A lot to unpack. But we got a rule change, baby. The regular season stays the same. I think that's a good call. But for the playoffs, each team is guaranteed a possession. So both teams will get a crack at it after regulation. What do you guys think of these new overtime rules for the postseason? KB, I know you're fired up. I am. I'm very <laughs> pleased this morning. And it's okay. It's a rule change in March and there's a full screen. Wait till January when this actually happens and this dictates a whole bunch of things. I'm very pleased this morning that we are never ever going to see Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes yep. or Malik Willis stand on the sideline after playing four brilliant quarters and just watch. Be like, well, I hope, oh, oh, I guess my season's over. Not the game. My entire season. It's never going to happen again. And I, th I thought it was interesting what Steve Weiss said there that it's going to make things a little more interesting. It can make it a lot more interesting. Let's pose a scenario here where there's Bengals, Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs. Team wins the coin toss, and they decide to take the ball, which I'm not necessarily sure they're going to do. They go down the field. They score a touchdown. Let's say they kick an extra point. They go up seven. There's four minutes left. Okay. Next team gets the ball. We got the ball. We get to go. We, get to go. we go down the field and score a touchdown. I think we're going for yeah. two. And there's 90 seconds left. We're going to end it. We don't want to give the ball back to them. So there's this all this two-point conversion, like decision-making is fun and yet not rock and jock circus stuff. And the counterpoint to that is something I saw Pelissero reporting, which is already these teams are saying, we want control in overtime. So when we score that first touchdown, we're going for two. We're not going to kick it and give you the choice. We already have the plan to go for two early so that we can't sit there and let you do it. It's like, it's March 30th, and I want an overtime game now. 
<laughs> this is a rule change, and I'm very proud of the owners and the team for actually saying, let's change this instead of just sitting there, check, and going to the next season. I love it. I'm ready for overtime. Dante, are you fired up? I'm fired down. Ah! Oh, no, come on. I'm a proponent of sudden death. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, okay. I'm not on board with this. Right. And I was at that Chiefs-Bills game. Yeah. Trust me, it was the most you phenomenal, that? phenomenal game I think I've ever attended. Yeah. I was ready for it to be over. Mm -hmm. I didn't need it to go on and on. I had already gotten my entertainment's worth. And my, my beloved Chiefs have been a part of three postseason overtime games since Mahomes has been on board. Mm -hmm. We've lost two of them when Patrick Mahomes didn't get the ball back. Well, he actually got it back in one, didn't yeah. get it back versus the Patriots. Right. But for me, the Bengals did a great job last season. They earned the right to go to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They stopped Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead and got the job defense. done. Defense. Defense. Play defense. Mm -hmm. And when the Patriots beat my Chiefs in Arrowhead in 2018, I believe it was, mm -hmm. we couldn't stop them on third down. They converted three straight thirds downs. Mm -hmm. They can, they deserve to win. So, for me, been a proponent of sudden death. I'm not on board with this, but, hey, it is what it is. What mm. can you do? I, it, it, I, I do, too. I respect it. It does sort of feel like the league was listening to the fans, right? Like, wait, you guys wanted more? All right, let's rip up our rules and let's change it and do a knee-jerk reaction. The truth is, though, they're saying it was data-driven, that since 2010, mm -hmm. there have been 12 postseason games that have gone to overtime, and 10 of those 12 games, the team that got the ball first. So they're saying, that's a disparity. We have to change that. Now, when they did it in 2009, just to give you a history lesson, what they ruling was, was you can't win on just a field goal on the first drive. The other team was, well, why? Because field goal kickers were suddenly booting 55 yards, two complete passes, kick a field goal, we mm -hmm. win the game. This one was like, these offenses are throwing the ball all over the yard right now. Like, we have to adjust for that. I will say this, and you kind of mentioned it about Jesse Bates having an interception for the Bengals, and they stop the Chiefs, and they get the thing back, and, and we get to go. I feel like this is the league's way of saying, like, yeah, it's an offensive league. Yes. Like, and we're going to just lean into that. And I think there's proponents who say, defense wins championships. And, and look what, at the end of the game, Aaron Donald was the reason why the Rams won. They had to make a stop. I think this is an offensive league. You look at the head coaches who are being hired right now. You look at the way we glorify offense. You look at the numbers across the board. Points are way up. And I think the league had to adjust the overtime rule to lean into the fact that defense matters. Offense matters more right now. Yes. And as a true traditionalist, mm -hmm. and I think of like the Bill Cowers, and I, and I think of the Bill Belichicks, like the defensive head coaches, I feel like this time is changing and it's really leaning towards the offense. And mm -hmm. that to me is for shame. I would have liked to have seen these rules maybe give the defense an equal standing. But on this one, it seems like the league's like, it's an offensive league. We got to mm -hmm. adjust. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on what you said. You said that maybe the NFL listened to the fans, but they've had this data. They've had the data. They started taking this data, what, in 2010, they said? Yep. I do think that they listened to the fans. And credit to the NFL for making this change because this went absolutely viral. A coin has never been talked about no. more ever, maybe, okay? <laughs> I want more postseason football. January, you're starting to see the end of the tunnel, and it's a little scary. Sure. Like, I'm about to crawl back into my hole and play golf. I'm freaking out at this point. I want to see more of these moments. I, I want to live in the in the Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes heart rate drops. I want more of these 13 seconds when it's grim, be the grim reaper. I want more of it. I want more bills. I don't want to see Josh Allen on the sideline being depressed. Nobody wants to see that. The game was the craziest game you've ever been craziest to. Game. You were done. I know why you were done. You wanted the Kansas City Chiefs to be done. <laughs> that's a great point. It's not because you were, you were finished with the, the entertainment. I'm not buying yeah, that. I wonder if Andre Reid was done with that game. You know, <laughs> I think oh, it was, was it a little chilly? But Josh Allen had the ball 
four times in that quarter, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, they each had so many opportunities just in the fourth quarter alone to get it done, both defenses and both offenses. Why do we need another 10 minutes? I know it's a tough morning for the play defense mafia. I know that. And I know they've been pounding the table, and I respect them. And it's always, they're always like, make a stop. But they can't, all right? I think these defenses are depleted. Oftentimes, the defense that takes the field in overtime just was on the field for a game-tying drive, so it's back-to-back drives. All the rules favor the offense. And if you want the defense to make a drive, even in this new system, all right, so you lose the toss. Stop the team, make them punt, and they kick a field goal, and you win. Like, it's still the a Bengals. part of it. I just saw it happen I love Bengals. It's not like there's no defense factors Bang- in this at all. The, yeah. the Chiefs had the ball at the end of regulation. The Bengals stopped them, yeah. forced them to a field goal. They then lose the coin toss and then stop them and win a game. I don't. I know that's knee-jerk to say that, but, like, everyone's pointing to Bills. Uh, everyone's pointing to – sorry. Bills, Bills Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The following week, the opposite happened. Exactly. Preach, Peter. I know, I know, I know. Never again. We're gluttons. We are gluttons. At yeah, some absolutely. point. Absolutely. Why not? At some point, everything. Of the everything. Yes. Wait, just wait. Rachel, we're going to get a double overtime game next year. It's going to be a double, <laughs> we're like, we're we're a double cheeseburger. Speed <laughs> dial Peter Schrager now. Changes. <laughs> Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick were both in attendance at the NFL League meetings this week as they continue to game plan for the 2022 season. Yesterday, Robert Kraft spoke out about the Patriots' recent playoff skid. Let's take a listen. I'm a Patriot fan, big time, first. And more than anything, it bothers me that we haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years. And I'm happy that we had a great I think we had a great draft last year and it made up for what happened the previous four years or so and I look forward to hopefully having a great draft this year. Mm. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. It was mm. giving me those vibes. Yeah. Right now it is time for a game called Believe It or Not. All I'm right. going to make a statement and you guys will tell me if you agree or disagree, all right? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the Patriots are in a better position to win a playoff game today than mm. they were at the end of the 2021 season tricks. Do not believe it. I think they lost some serious talent both on the field and on the sidelines. I think Josh McDaniels leaving is a huge deal mm-hmm. for the development of Mac Jones. I think Mick Lombardi, who is Josh McDaniels' number two, who left with him to go to Vegas, is a huge deal for the development of Mac Jones. I also think they lost really good players. Like, J.C. Jackson is a really good player, and he'll be playing for the Chargers right now. They lost some glue guys. Brandon Bolden's been there forever. Shaq Mason, they traded to the Buccaneers. Really good player. All of this adds up, and even Jacob Johnson, the big fullback uh, from Germany, who we've grown to love as a Patriot, is now in the Raiders as well, and he's not on this board at the moment. Um, I think they lost some serious things. But here's the asterisk on that. Robert Kraft mentioned it when he was talking about that quote. They drafted really well last year. Okay. It's the first time in a half decade that you could look at the Patriots draft a year later and be like, that was an A-plus draft. They nailed it. First round, second round, third mm-hmm. round. They've got some real players on this team. Let's see again after the draft what the Patriots roster looks like. But I don't think you can underestimate how important Josh McDaniels was for that offense. And to just say, ah, they're in a good spot because Mac Jones was good last year is yeah. not telling the complete story. Good call. I'm going with not. not. I'm with you, Peter. I just don't see it. It's too much talent in the AFC overall. And I like Mac Jones, but I don't love Mac Jones. I love Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. I love Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I love those guys. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, he's on the list as well. 
So in this league, you mentioned earlier in the last segment, it's an offensive league. If you don't have a transcendent quarterback, you're just not going to win. And think about the Alabama quarterbacks that have come out. Mm. Who's really had great success <laughs> in the NFL? Max Ken first. Stabler, maybe? Yeah. Joe Namath? Uh-huh. Other than that, look at the records of the quarterbacks. So I think because Alabama is so dominant that these quarterbacks that come into the NFL are just not used to really having to compete like a Deshaun Watson did at Clemson mm-hmm. versus a Nick Saban ran Alabama defense. So for me, I don't see it because I just don't think they will be able to overcome the other great quarterbacks in mm-hmm. the AFC as well as the great teams. They got another Alabama quarterback in their division, Tua Tagovailoa, who now has like a couple of Lamborghinis to drive. I'm really tempted to say yes because of the respect I have for the Patriots and the jump that Mac Jones could make. I just can't. You, you couldn't win a playoff game last year. You got housed, in fact, in your only playoff game. And now you're, you're going to play the Broncos with Russell Wilson, the Chargers with everybody, the Bills with now Von Miller, the Browns with Deshaun Watson, uh, even like the the kind of low-key ones, like the Colts with Matt Ryan, like that mm. probably matters, maybe in the playoffs. Even the Ravens now will have Lamar healthy, hopefully. Like, that was not a factor at the end of last year. So they lost some talent. Maybe Mac Jones is way better. God, what did you do to arm up in this like AFC arms race other than just say we're Belichick and you're not, which might work, <laughs> but there's just so many good players, not only in the East, the whole thing, and that's what they'll run into. So I, do, I think my answer is no, and that's a sweep, unless, Benetti, you want to go up. Not a sweep. Not a sweep. Not Let's a hear sweep. it. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to believe it. You mentioned all of these crazy quarterbacks, and I know the AFC is absolutely wild, but every Everyone counted out the Patriots last year. They mm-hmm. went mm-hmm. on a seven-game so tear, and they held those offenses to about an average of 10 points per game. They shut down a lot of offenses in those seven games that they won. And they won. ran the ball. Yeah. They ran the ball. And Mac Jones, give him another year. Kyle and I interviewed him on the red carpet at NFL Honors. What yeah. an absolute gem of he a guy. He was awesome. Great dude. Yeah. He's growing up. He <laughs> under Bill Belichick of all people. Listen, we counted them out last year. Midway through the season, I start seeing Patriots pop up up on Super Bowl picks, and it's like, okay, here we go again, baby. Maybe it's just, you can just say it's Bill Belichick. It is, guys. I'm sorry. You can. Well, it was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Mm. He was in the playoffs with a rookie quarterback last year. That's easy to do. Last offseason, they spent the league's most money in free agency, and they drafted a rookie quarterback who played 10 out of 10 on the expectation scale. And they still lost in the Mm -hmm. wildcard round and lost by 50. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We shall see. All right, what is going on with Lamar Jackson Mm. and his contract situation with the Ravens? Will the former MVP get paid before the start of the season? We're going to dive into that straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. Let's go. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my day. to Lamar Jackson. He'll keep it on the read option and he flips in for the go-ahead touchdown. Jackson's got the snap. Here comes pressure. And it's caught in the end zone. Unbelievable. Jackson to throw on third down. Pocket collapsing. He backpedals. Pumps once. Sides to tackle. Pumps to the right. 15. Pumps. Fires. End zone. Touchdown. Nobody more fun to watch than Lamar Jackson. Uh, all right, time for the lead block. Lead block. Time for the lead block. We got some big news for Baltimore yesterday. The Ravens have signed their head coach, John Harbaugh, to a three-year extension through the year 2025. He is currently the third longest tenured head coach in the NFL behind the one and only Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. You know who doesn't have an extension yet, though? Oh, I don't know. Their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Shrags Ravens owner Steve Bashotti had some really interesting comments about that contract situation as Lamar heads into the final year of his deal. What did he say? What do you make of it? Tell us the details. Yeah, so Steve Bashotti does not talk to the media too often. In fact, it's been years since he has addressed it. He's never been talking about Lamar's contract. So we hear from Eric DaCosta, the GM. We hear from Harbaugh. It's usually pretty vague about what's going on. And then there were several local reporters who were in front of Bashotti and they got him to speak on the record. And here's what he said. I thought this was really interesting and insightful into the current situation. Take a listen. It's unique as hell because everybody expects you to say, I've got to get mine now. The kid is so obsessed with winning a Super Bowl that I think deep down he doesn't think he's worthy. I think he wants that title to say, now I deserve to be on top. People can speculate any way they want. There's a second page to this. I don't think he is turned on by money that much. And he knows it's coming one way or the other. He's a unique cat. What are you going to do with a guy who wants to be unique? You don't browbeat him into being a conformist. We appreciate him. All I know is his teammates freaking love him. And the front office loves him. It's like, keep doing you, Lamar. Mm. 
What an interesting statement because what essentially Steve Bashotti is saying is we want to pay Lamar Jackson. We have been very upfront about wanting to pay him. We have a- he has not engaged in the talks with us. And you could be pessimistic about it because he wants top dollar. Bashotti's almost saying like money is not even the issue. He feels like off of an injury and not winning the Super Bowl yet, like he's not worthy. I'm not worthy of that conversation. Now, in reality, what's it mean? I, I don't know because he did get hurt last year and he is a running quarterback. As much as we love what he's done in the passing game, he is still a, such a threat in the run game that his injury uh, could be more likely than a guy who doesn't play as free and as, I would say, with with, with fear, fearlessness as he does. So the options are thus. They can franchise tag Lamar Jackson, pay him top five average, and then franchise tag him again and then sign him to a contract. But it sounds to me, based on what the owner is saying, it's not the team not wanting to pay Lamar. It's Lamar saying, hold up, wait, I ain't done. And my value is only going to go up. I'm not looking to sign at this point in my career. I'm ready to make even more money when I do the job that I think I can do. You want to talk about bet on yourself. When Steve Bashade, a multiple billionaire, comes to you and said, basically, here's a blank check, and you tell him, eh, I'm not quite sure I'm ready to engage in those talks yet. That is a unique cat. And as Steve Bashade said, it's a unique as hell. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I had that thought as well. Maybe he's waiting because the cap is going to go up. He's going to wait to see what other quarterbacks' uh, deals are getting done. But I just couldn't hang my hat on that. And the Steve Bashotti quote that you guys missed that I thought was very glamorous was, I've never heard an owner say, we'll pay him when he's ready. You never hear that. Have you ever heard an owner say that? Never. And then my other thought was, does Lamar not want to be there? How come? I mean, it's his fifth year. I know he's unique. I love Lamar, one of my favorite players to watch, listen to, everything, right? But who is going to turn down Two hundred plus million dollars. No one is that unique. Um, so it just made me think: Does he not want to be there? Why wouldn't you sign? The only reason I could think you don't sign to a place you don't want to be at. Mm-hmm. Not saying I have any type of intuition about mm-hmm. it or anything like that. I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. The owner wants to pay you. You don't want to be paid. Mm-hmm. You want to wait. I understand you're unique, but are we giving him you- too much credit? Like we're saying, oh, it's because he wa- he loves football and he wants to go and play an incredible year and then get paid. Or <laughs> that's interesting. I've never thought of it that way. It's the only thing I can wrap my head around. He still they could still franchise tag him twice though. So it's not like yeah, he could be a free exactly. agent. Exactly. I cannot wrap my head around it. What do you have, Kyle? I'd I'm, like to I'm, hear from Team Lamar their response to that we're such a unique cat and not ready to be paid. No, we're ready to be paid. Like, I need to hear because I don't I don't really believe all that. I, Steve Bashotti can talk, and it is actually a really interesting soundbite. I'm reminded of a unique cat reminds me of last summer. It was a complicated fella about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. kind of developing a club here. I'll take a shot. Maybe the reason he hasn't been paid yet is because they haven't offered him Deshaun Watson money. That contract looms large in all of this stuff and in all this stuff moving forward. Lamar, a guy who's proven more, mm-hmm. is more trustworthy, who's gotten farther, who's done more winning, who deserves the money, if you want to use that word, more than Deshaun Watson. If you were truly representing him, or if you were just himself, why would you take one penny less than Deshaun Watson? That's not how this game works. It's going rate game. This person got this, this person got that. I, I also think there's a lot of BS here. I think that the Ravens are one of 10 to 12 teams that just like, I think they're rock solid with their business. Some teams are fast. I, I think I like the way they do business. They draft, they do the contracts. Lamar runs about 11 to 12 times a game. His passing numbers last year were the worst of his career. He got hurt. You saw where it went. And they're like, look, we love him. He's He is unbelievably unique. But his someone with his skill set right now, let's face it, is a depreciating asset. And the best contracts are not rewards for what you've done. They're investments in the future. So we're not just going to give the world 
world to Lamar right now. We're going to see this through. And maybe him saying unique cat, blah, 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 is just we don't want to give him the world for the next seven years and we'd like to see more football. And Lamar needs to talk. Mm-hmm. He had a tweet this, it's 19 hours ago about people who are worried about other grown men when you need to feed your own families. Basically, don't talk about other people's money, which Get is Get your fine. name out my mouth. Get your name out... But I'd like to hear Lamar talk about his own uh, pockets because his owner is, and it's indicating wild things that you don't hear in 22 about. First, he wants to earn the Super Bowl, which is very noble, but I wonder how he would react to that. Yeah, are we really giving him too much credit? It's just making me think of Kyler Murray and how this is the exact opposite. Mm. And Mm. and Shregs, you you brought up in your quote, not turned on by money. Teammates absolutely love him. Like, I, it is a unique cat because we don't see this situation. We see guys like Aaron Rodgers holding out. We see all of these guys holding out and not playing football until they get paid. This guy's like... But then, Dante, you brought up a good point, too. Now my brain is absolutely frazzled. I'm going back to this last season. And there were so many games where we're like, is Lamar Jackson going to play this week or is he sick? Mm -hmm. Or is he injured? Maybe he doesn't want to be here. They were riddled with injuries at the top of the season. Maybe this is not his year. Maybe he's he's saving himself for next season. I have so many questions. (laughs) I have more questions now than when this question started. (laughs) I have no idea what is going on. I'll add in on the Watson thing. Bashadi already spoke, to, already talked about it, and it made a lot of headlines. Bashadi was like, I, "It's disappointing. I don't know if disappointing is a word, but they would give Deshaun Watson 230 million dollars guaranteed. It changes everything because if you give that guy with what he's got going on and what he hasn't won in the league 230 million dollars guaranteed, not only does it set the stage and raise the bar, but what message does that give to these other young players that like, absolutely, you can do anything you want, and we can deal with anything. We will pay you if you are a quarterback of that level. Now, as someone who is probably at least talking about the numbers the Watson numbers have to come in and the Ravens to your point Kyle have to be like well gosh like we had this great offer but like, rip it up no, because, because that you have that. to pay more you can't pay Deshaun Watson more than Lamar Jackson at this point <laughs> there it is it's still unbelievable mm-hmm. here we are so if you saw it on the internet, you had one experience. I was watching it live, and when it happened, it was like, zzz, zzz, like they went to a cut, then the, the sound was gone. You see Will Smith from the stand, keep up, yeah. all muted, and you're like, what happened? And then the next second, like Chris Rock is all frazzled, and he's like, uh, we're giving out a documentary. I mean, we're giving out an Oscar. Yeah. Like he was all frazzled. Request love is up there. Request love wins, crying about his father, and he didn't know what happened. It was truly a shocking moment, and a moment where you're like. I've seen everything in the world, and then this happens. How often do we get truly shocking moments, and how often do we get them in the NFL? With that, I give you a segment we're calling Schrager's Shockers. Let's go. Yeah. Love it. It's not the craziest finishes in NFL history. It's not the wildest plays. It's the moments that... If you had been having Twitter when they happened, it would be on fire. Or if you're watching in real time, you're like, this can't really be happening. Rewind it. It can't really be happening. Here we go. I can't wait. Number five. It's a a rather recent one. Let's go to the game. This is what happens. Colin Kaepernick goes back, throws a deep pass. Michael Crabtree's in the end zone, but it gets deflected by Richard Sherman, and Malcolm Smith picks it off. None of us know the backstory at the time. And Erin Andrews, who has been doing a fantastic job her entire career and has done it since then, goes to interview Richard Sherman about this very positive, awesome game-stealing play, and we're all watching at home, and this is the interview that followed. Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner of the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yeah, I'm going to shut it for you real quick. 
Why are it you was, yelling at me? It was one of the first Twitter moments that went truly viral. And to this day, I see that energy and I see that response and I'm like, whoo! No, <laughs> like that was no. something. Truly a shocking moment when usually these post-game interviews, I want to thank my teammates, yeah. I want to thank my friends, and gosh, and we're going to the Super Bowl. No, Sherman had a different energy. Shocking energy. <laughs> Number four, this actually happened in a game. Week 14, 1982, strike-shortened season. The Don Shula-led Dolphins go to New England, and it's 0-0 with less than a minute to go. Late in the fourth quarter, the Patriots get just close enough on their home field to kick a field goal, but it's such terrible weather. What's going to happen? This actually happens in an NFL game. Can you imagine? They brought a snowplow out to clear out the snow where the field goal would be kicked. <laughs> the guy who did it, this is unbelievable, Mark Henderson was a convict on work release who was working the snowplow that day. What? He became a New England folk hero, and he had an amazing quote after. He was like, I already was a convict. What were they going to do with me? Throw me in jail? <laughs> uh, the league would go on to immediately ban the use of snowplows yes. on field yes. during a game. And, of course, Don Shula did protest the outcome, but Pete Rozelle was kind of like, it's all right. Let's move on. Number three. Wow. Let's go to the Super Bowl, the biggest game ever. The Ravens are up 21 to six at half. Jacoby Jones returns the opening kick. It's 28 to six. It looks like the Ravens are on the way for a blow. In the Super Bowl with 300 million people watching, what happens? Why the clock stop? All of the lights on the 49ers side of the Superdome are out. Can only imagine the scramble officials are going through. This has lapsed into the surreal. They're working on it now. They should have it up in 15 minutes. So if you want to let the benches know, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, why does the clock stop? Why is the clock stopped? It like stopped for like it was on. It stopped on 13:22 for like five seconds, and then all of a sudden everything went out. 20 minute delay. 20 minutes. How the hell does this happen? This is just insane. Now resume the Super Bowl. It was crazy, and it were 10 years removed, and it's still crazy. The Ravens and the 49ers would wait 34 minutes, but not only the Ravens and the 49ers, 300 million people are sitting on their couches. Like, what's going on? I was in the building that day on the very top of the Superdome. As a reporter, my electricity went out. I didn't have access to my cell phone. I didn't have access to the laptop. Everybody was a little bit freaked, a little bit spooked, but also, what the football, okay? That's what we're trying to say. Like, like what is going on? Um, the power would go on. The 49ers would come ro roaring back. Ravens would win, but let's get to number two. Mm -hmm. Because number two, we're gonna go back to 1993. This actually happened. Don't After a few years as the Eagles head coach, defensive guru Buddy Ryan comes to the Houston Oilers as the defensive coordinator of a firepower offensive team coached by that guy on the offensive side, Kevin Gilbride. So you've got Jack Pardee, the head coach, Buddy Ryan, who's a spark plug, and then you've got Kevin Gilbride as the offensive coordinator. Ryan's defense was awesome. They kept on doing things great, but at the end of the season, the offense started uh, having some issues and everything wasn't sunshine and rainbows. It's the final game of the regular season. They're playing the Jets on a very good team. Gilbride decided to keep the offense firing in the final minute of the first half instead of letting the clock run out and relying on the defense. Take a look what happens and how Buddy Ryan responds to the decision. Second and 10 hit from behind, loose ball. 
Lagerman after it, recovered by the Jets, Bill Patel. This is after the fumble. Take a look at what happened on the sideline with Kevin Gilbride and Buddy Ryan. That's Buddy Ryan taking a swing at Kevin Gilbride. Oh my God. <laughs> the defensive coordinator punches wow. the offensive coordinator. <laughs> you don't get this stuff often. Last one, I, 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 okay, 1968, Daryl LaMonica, Joe Namath, AFC game. Everyone's watching at home. It's 6.59, it's a wild shootout. Seven o'clock hit, seven o'clock Eastern. Jets are in the biggest game of their franchise's history. What happens at seven o'clock Eastern on NBC? Oh, Take it away. At 7 p.m. NBC had scheduled a kids movie named Heidi. While NBC viewers, except those on the West Coast, were subjected to Heidi frolicking among mountain goats, the Raiders made goats of NBC. Monica to Charlie Smith, and he scores! What a game! On the subsequent kickoff, Jets teammates collided. The Raiders recovered the fumble for their second touchdown in nine seconds and went on to win by 11 points. The 68 Jets Raiders game was voted the greatest regular season contest of all time. Not because of Don Maynard's 228 receiving yards, still a Jets record, or even the Raiders' nine second scoring explosion, but for a little girl who stole the show. <laughs> Let me sum this up. At 7 p.m. on the East Coast, NBC kicks off the game and goes to a children's movie called Heidi. So everyone at home is watching the Jets versus the Raiders in this crazy shootout. And at 7 Eastern, every Jets fan on their couch is watching a kid's movie. Like, where's the game? Where's the game? And in that time that that happened, the Raiders came all the way back and scored two touchdowns and won wow. the game. So then they wow. eventually go back to the Furious. game. And they're like, what was that? Raiders won. Jets lost. It goes down as the Heidi game. And to this day, I think that would be the craziest thing. It's like the Sopranos going to black. That's what right, I was right, thinking. Right. <laughs> to the Jim Harbaugh, Jim Schwartz fans out there. Oh, yeah. I assure you we would have Great had one. that one as well if there was some footage we could show with some of the audience. <laughs> we need a top one. ten. All right. Coming up, we're going to hear some stories from Dante, which I'm very excited about. I want to hear some wild stories about Dante. I know you got him. I feel like he's oh, <laughs> not even saying anything now. He's got, he doesn't even want. Nodding his head. What do we have coming up? Jimmy G is still on the 49ers roster. Could they go into the 2022 season with both him and Trey Lance? Don't go anywhere. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. 
Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day, blockbuster trade we are going to be following the Niners quarterback situation all offseason but could is there a chance San Francisco ends up keeping Jimmy G well 49ers CEO Jed York said yesterday he'd be okay with keeping Jimmy on the roster at his current salary even as a backup it's an expensive backup if we think it's the best decision to have two guys that we think are very very capable of winning football games and giving us a chance to win the Super Bowl I'd rather over invest in the quarterback position than anything else that is via Nick Wagoner of ESPN and take a listen to what Kyle Shanahan told reporters yesterday about his quarterback situation that's why we looked into trading Jimmy. I mean, because we obviously believe that Trey can be a starter, and we're ready to do that. But if uh, we can't up upgrade our team in another way, we're not just going to get rid of a good quarterback because we have other quarterbacks on the roster. I and mean, quarterbacks are really hard to come by. Some teams don't have any at all. When Jimmy gets his surgery, and we can't upgrade our team by getting some good picks until the surgery, until people feel good about that, I'm all right with that. I mean, we're not just getting rid of him to get rid of him. I mean, Jimmy's a good player that we all really like as a person and as a teammate. We're going to wait to see whatever helps the Niners the most. So much honesty there. I feel like we don't usually get the mm-hmm. goods. Could the 49ers really carry both Jimmy G and Trey Lance to start the 2022 season? Trey, what do you think? Okay, if we're playing Madden or if we're doing fantasy football, I think that you absolutely can. You take as many quarterbacks. You'd also add Aaron Rodgers and you'd put in Malik Willis and you might want to draft Kenny Pickett too. It's not fantasy football and there are human emotions and there is a comfort level and there is awkwardness that comes into this. Now, Jed York said yesterday that if there's any position in sports, it's the quarterback position that you would want to overinvest in. Like, why would you not want to have more? But Jimmy Garoppolo has to be a complete alien or someone with absolutely no emotional wavering to be able to go through another offseason and another season of this where the quarterbacks have the quarterback in waiting to replace you on the step, but you did not be affected at all. And here's the crazy part. I think Jimmy's one of those guys that might be able to block it all out. And Jimmy's one of those guys from what we've seen, like, he can listen to the 
criticism. He can listen to all the reports and be like, I'm just going to show up, make my $25 million and do the best job I possibly can. The craziest thing about last season, when it all ended, is that Trey Lance comes out and was like, Jimmy Garoppolo is my best friend. Like, he could not <laughs> have been what? better. Like, And it felt like a farewell that it had been messaged to those guys that Jimmy's no longer going to be here. But I don't think you can keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster week one. The other part is, in the NFL, as I mentioned yesterday, there is a salary cap. There is a pie. And different players make up the pie. And with the 49ers, they have two absolute superstars who have a very small piece of the pie right now. And that is Debo Samuel and that is Nick Bosa. And both of these players need to be broken off very shortly. They come from the same draft class. They both are superstars in the league. And if you are paying Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million this season, which the 49ers are set to do, that is $25 million that cannot be put towards those two players' extensions. It's a lot of pie. It seems very pragmatic, and it almost seems humanless for me to talk like this, but it's actually the human element of it all. Like, if we go into another season with Nick Bosa not extended with that big contract, we go into another season with Debo still waiting for it, that starts to seep in a little bit. So I don't think you can keep Jimmy on, even though I agree with Jed York, you can never have enough good quarterback play, and if there is a position you want really good positions deep on the depth chart, it's quarterback. I just don't see how it makes sense both A, for Trey Lance on a human level, B, on Jimmy Garoppolo if he is a human, it seems like he might be an alien when it comes to this stuff, <laughs> and then C, salary cap wise from team building, it just doesn't make sense to give that much money to a quarterback who might not even be the number one. We've given up two first round picks for this guy and it's time for him to play. 25 million, it seems like it's crazy money, mm -hmm. but when you see the 40 million dollar numbers, maybe yeah. it's not. I don't even think the 25 million is all guaranteed, is it? Mm -hmm. It's not. None of it. Good luck, 49ers. Alright, welcome back to Good Morning Football. We have been honored to have NFL legend Dante Hall with us this week at the breakfast table. We would like to take this time to give you the floor. Tell us a story. We know you've been waiting. What's it going to be? I'm very happy to be able to tell this story about Dick Vermeil having the vision that I, a running back my entire life, could uh, play wide receiver in the NFL. Mm. I'll never forget it. I had a rough rookie year. I only played in five games. Actually got into a little fisticuff with the head coach, rest in peace, Gunther Cunningham. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So I was inactive the rest of the year. He was fired. Dick Vermeil comes in. Before I ever met Dick Vermeil, he gives me a call and tells me he's sending me to NFL. Europe to play wide receiver. Hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, this guy's definitely trying to cut me in some kind of, of underhand way. So I go over, and by the way, I'm over there. It was the best thing that ever happened to me football-wise and personally because it broadened my horizons. Before I had went to NFL Europe, I was pretty much a Texas kid. Never left Texas maybe mm -hmm. once. Sure. Twice, I think, in my entire life. Played football there, high school, everything, right? Going over there broadened my horizons, taught me to engage and, and infuse myself in other cultures, talk to people that didn't look like me, eat foods that I normally didn't eat. It was an awesome experience personally, as well as uh, football. I get back from NFL Europe, and uh, Coach Ramil tells me, honestly, which I love about Coach Ramil, is a very honest man, you're not going to be able to make this team just as a returner. You're going to play wide receiver. He pulls out Aza Kings from the St. Louis Rams 99. Pulls out his um his stats and his combine it was basically I had everything was better than Ozaki. And that gave me confidence. Mm. At that time my confidence was very, very low. Um, so I come back and he, and he's telling me you can do this and I'm like, man, this guy, like, are you serious? Definitely serious. And the relationship we have off the field 
has been unbelievable. Typically, a head coach, it's X's and O's, all business. My high school coach, Bernard Simon, rest in peace. He's the only other guy other than Dick Vermeil that I had a super personal relationship with. So much so that, do you know during COVID, at the ripe age of 85, Dick Vermeil and his wife drove up from Philly no way. to come and see myself and my family mm, to right? catch up. This is 15, 17 years after playing for that man. That's incredible. And he's still reaching out and caring about his players. So when you see the tear jerking, yeah. it's real. Everyone that I talk to say he calls him every day, still checks on his players, and he hasn't coached a game in mm. forever. So in I'm so glad he's going to the Hall of Fame because he's a Hall of Fame person. That's awesome. I love that. What an incredible story. And we didn't know Scottish Claymore footage of you. You played for the Scottish Claymores. We I can't did. get any footage of that? I got into so many fights in Scotland. <laughs> they <laughs> love, the Scots love to fight. Hey, it's a story for another time. For Dante. We love the love. He has been amazing. We hope to see you soon. Back tomorrow morning, bright and early. We'll see you then. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.